Our next beatitude is Matthew 5, 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Isn't that lovely? We all want to be peacemakers. It's at this point we need to remind ourselves that these beatitudes build on one another. They are incremental. They describe the progression we are meant to make in the Christian life and walk. We find the same thing in, in Peter, 2 Peter 1, 3 to 8 in the NIV. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. He goes on to say that you make every effort to add to your faith, goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. In what? In your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. They're incremental. And Peter shows us there's only one way to live a godly life and that is through increasing our knowledge of the Lord Jesus who has already given us his divine power to make all this possible. He's made us promises but they aren't automatically ours. We have a responsibility here. We need to possess these qualities in increasing measure in order to stop us from being ineffective and unproductive. And in this regard, beloved, we can be our own worst enemy. If we have a tendency to give up easily, not push through, condemn ourselves, huff, puff, complain, withdraw and generally have a negative outlook on life, we will end up being just what we do not want to be, ineffective and unproductive. At this point it does good for you to remember 2 Timothy 3.16 that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful to, for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. So we come to this piece with a promise attached that we shall be called the children of God. We are harbingers, forerunners, messengers, heralds of peace. Not confusion, strife, discord, argument, rebellion, refusal, stubbornness, obstinacy or childishness. But peace. Paul says we need to have our feet shod with it. And except we make peace within ourselves first, we cannot help hope to take it to others. Jesus, during the storm on the lake, spoke from his own inner well of peace. He didn't call it out the atmosphere onto the lake like a cow pack. It came from his peace with God himself and those around him. So gaining and maintaining peace must be a priority for us. Peace with ourselves, peace with God, and following that will come peace with all men. Lovely stuff. I'll have some of that, I hear you say. You need to know this then. It's conditional. Conditional upon your cooperating with his divine power, which will bring it about. It isn't a cow pat. It's not going to drop on the sky from you. There is no impartation or quick prayer. You are going to have to work at this thing, and it's spelt E-F-F-O-R-T. You're going to go from crisis to process and you're going to have to make choices. Stick with the program because we'll have to come back to the business of acting against ourselves again and again to ensure that our peace level rises incrementally. 
This could be a steep learning curve for some of us who are used to allowing that old black dog to have its way all the time with never a thought of controlling it, making choices, to kill the beastie within. We're going to have to put that thing on a starvation diet and then some. We'll have to start agreeing with God and acting in accordance with what he's saying to us, not just making a mental ascent and living in the land of wishful thinking. We are developing backbone, not wishbone. Character which influences. Could you just check your footwear again, please? You aren't wearing carpet slippers, are you? Because you're going to need to be properly shod for the climb that is ahead of us. I'll just wait here while you have a look. See you tomorrow.